Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Jay, and welcome to another episode of Jay Talking Views from the Sidewalk. Today, I'm joined with the guest today, one of my friends. Her name is Jen Urso. What's up, Jen? What up, Jay? So, how's so today is actually the fifth of July. So we just had like the you know the little long holiday weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how was how was your weekend? Um, pretty good. Watched a lot of Hamilton. I think it's. I think you're too far from sang a, sang a lot of Hamilton songs, primarily King George. <laughs> Watched a lot of TV because thank you to all our founding fathers that we have a vacation day that we can uh, pretty much do whatever we want and uh, <laughs> shoot off fireworks, almost kill people, and get drunk. It's great. It was awesome. That's great. That's great. This weekend was actually very lit because, um, you know, my cousin Michaela, she came in town from... LA, want to show around my city here in Florida. Um, what do we do? Okay, Friday. Oh, Friday we hung out. We went out to the bar. Yeah, we went to a couple bars. Yeah, we went to a few bars. Um, Saturday, we had like a video game tournament, lots of tech in. Um, went out to the nightclub. Really nice night. It was really lit. One thing, you know, one thing I noticed about the nightclub though. Mm. I didn't, and maybe because when I go out places, I usually go out with like a group of friends, and most of my friends are like guys. But I didn't realize how many, like going with Michaela, it was like all these guys were trying to like rub up on her and grab her and stuff like that. Just depending on the bar, it is a sausage fest. It was mostly at the um, nightclub, though. Uh, the one from Saturday night? Yes. Yeah. That was... And even that same guy that... You remember the guy that took her on Friday? Oh. The the, so the quote-unquote doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Let me lean on somebody's he, truck he, that isn't my he truck. Was, he was at the nightclub, too. What? And we were trying to... So... And I she was she had his number and stuff. So he just kept... Because this, this is my thing. I... I want to go to the nightclub just with her just because just to like have fun, have a dance night. I wasn't, you know, I never really been the one to be comfortable with just like, oh, just trying to find some bait or someone to fuck that night. You know, I, I just wanted to have fun, you know, because I because some of those girls I saw that there was one girl that was cute. The, um, you know, the one I like, but I just you're in the wrong side of town. She wrong was side of town but for cute the girls. thing. The thing is, though, she was. Like, so many guys were kissing her in the mouth, and that just kind of turned me off. Like, she just... No, 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 not Michaela. No, the girl that I thought was attractive. But... Really? Yeah, but it was just... I don't know. I just, like... I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk to her, because it's just... She's clearly not in her right mind, and, like... If you get past three, if you get to number three and on, forget it. Yeah. I could see two. No, it was every guy. And the girl, like, she didn't look like she was all the way, like, mentally there. Like, she, I don't know, it just kind of turned me off. But, yeah, but the guy that was chasing, chasing Michaela, like, I mean, he came back. He was at this nightclub, too. And he just kept walking by us. And I'm just, like, putting myself between them and just talking. I'm saying, Creeper. okay, just look at me. So then they text back later. And he was like, oh, how was your night? Well, he said, how was your night or something? Yeah, he was asking if she had a fun night or whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah. And she said, I saw you with other girls dancing. And he was like, oh, yeah, it would have been better with you. And she and then he was like, but I kept getting um, what what get the fuck out of here vibes. And she told me from that. you. 
Well, I guess for both of us, and Kayla told me this, and I'm like, he's not wrong. I was like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> because we, we just wanted to have fun. We just wanted to dance. Like, yeah, he was being kind of creepy. Guys, was, guys. Oh. But I, I will say this. I mean, you guys are cousins, right? Yeah. You do have, like, an awesome look to give a really good side eye. Like, it, it wouldn't uh-huh. be hard to give, like, a vicious side-eye, the way you guys look. Like, you guys just have the perfect kind of, like, side-eye, fuck you, leave, mm-hmm. leave me be, go away, thank you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's the resting bitch face, but a perfect side-eye. Yeah. You guys, I could totally see that. Just both of you being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But that place is kind of strange. I've been there. I was there one time. I got VIP. There's mm-hmm. a tree in the middle of it. I had issues, but I didn't have issues with like the regulars. I had issues with like a group of um, guys that were f- clearly frat boys that had way too much money they knew what to do with. <laughs> and they were running around with their iPhones videotaping. And I got on the videotape and I was like, give me your phone. I'm deleting that. <laughs> and it turned into a little... Uh, little bit of an altercation, but uh-huh. luckily enough, I, I was supported by the people in that nightclub, mm. and the music was good. So, they got kicked out, and I got to delete the video, but... You got the guys kicked out? Mm-hmm. Well, he was videotaping me. Don't Dang. videotape me in a nightclub. Dang, Jim, Who don't play. You? Like, excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> so, I wanted to ask, like, so I was talking to one of my other friends, um, the one we saw yesterday at the barbecue and he was saying there's like a couple of them they were saying like that particular club like i guess just in florida in general like i guess the club culture is kind of different like a lot of the guys are a lot more aggressive it's like it's like it just you know lotto creeps i guess depends on where you go and i was wondering but i was like because i know you lived all over and stuff like is it like i'm going to new york next in a week or two. No, no. I go to New York this week. Like, a fucking day. Like, three days. But, like, how... Like, would you say the club culture up there is different, like, in any way? Like, like could I expect... Because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I don't know what to expect. Because I'm like, okay, is this... Because I don't want to be at a place where... Because I hang with, like, a big group of people. Like, because when I was in Atlanta... Like, I was with a group of people as guys and girls. And it was just kind of annoying because all these guys kept coming up to our female friends. It, like, do I... So, okay, I think maybe we should probably preface this with our age difference. Okay. Because I am, I like to, what I call a zillennial, somebody who falls in between Gen X and millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm, what, around 20 years older than you? Yeah. I think it's about that. So I think our, un, our experiences and understanding that our perceptions of things might be slightly different. So, I think in Jacksonville versus Atlanta, which I've been to the World Club, and that was just kicking. It was so good. But Ybor City and Tampa, anywhere in northern Florida, nightclubs, guys are kind of creepy, especially if you're in a college town. I feel like college towns, it's just... But I feel like it's exacerbated right now because people have been stuck at home. Mm-hmm. You've been stuck at home, quarantined, you're going out now, and all of a sudden it's like, fresh meat, new people, let's go for it, screw it. 
They have no social niceties. They've forgotten how to act in public. Yeah. So they're going for it. Um, do I think that in certain certain types of bars or certain locations, it's different? Yes. But that all depends on where you are. And I personally think it has to do with the music and the DJ. Yeah. You know, if you've got somebody who's more focused on playing really good music and getting the crowd involved in the music and the dance and just having a good time, totally different than somebody just clicking a button and playing grinding music. Because you know what I heard that one of my friends, one of my friends from college, he was actually saying because he was at when we were in Atlanta, we, like he was also getting annoyed with all these guys coming up to our group and trying to date these girls and we're like, dude, she's not going home with you, so fuck off. But he like he likes a lot of EDM type stuff, and mm-hmm. I heard that he said like uh, those types of places like different raves and stuff like it's a lot, like it's lo- a lot more about having fun. Totally different. I mean, I've been to festivals and raves, and I want to go to one part. so bad. People, I know people keep saying, but I, I told um my my parents, I don't know why I told them, but I was like saying I want to go to EDM, I want to go to a rave because they have one in Orlando. Like it's every yeah, it's um, okay, it's all right. What's it called? The Daisy Elect? What's it called? Daisy, uh, it's, yeah, it's um, it's in, it's always it's in Orlando and Las Vegas every year, I think. The one in Vegas, they have good DJs go. The one in Orlando isn't great. There is one that used to play in Miami that on the regular, but the really honestly, you're not going to get a good rave unless you go to New York in the U.S. to New York, or uh-huh. you go to Europe. And I lived in Europe for quite a fair amount of time, uh-huh. and I've seen some of the greatest DJs ever. Granted. I'll never get to see Daft Punk live because they broke up and it yeah. want, makes me want to cry just talking about it. But I've seen some of the most amazing DJs and that experience mm-hmm. is it's on a totally different level than going to a club and dancing to hip hop. When you're at a rave, you're there for the music. Yeah. You know, like you have speakers surrounding the entire dance floor. And depending on what venue you go to, they have speakers that are actually pointed down to the ground to make the ground vibrate and you can just sit there and enjoy yourself and you can go out and dance and everybody's your friend and nobody's really out there to hook up or feel up on somebody they're just Mm -hmm. this is it this is everything that's what i want i want like that kind of experience but the music's so loud like it it, honestly it makes your body the vibration of your body your heartbeat Mm mm-hmm go to the music it's just uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps like it's just an incredible i'm gonna have to check it out when i go to new york i don't know if my friend that's out there would be interested but i definitely because i i feel like everybody would just be friendly i feel like that's like a place where you could go by yourself and not feel awkward i've seen people i've seen women and men I, i'll never forget i was at a faithless um a faithless a ray where faithless and sister bliss were playing and there was a woman who was easily in her 70s, and she had furry boots, glow mm. sticks, bright cl- <laughs> colored clothes, and a purple wig on. And she was just dancing all by herself, like dancing like nobody was watching. And it's, you know, you don't feel judged. You just mm. feel like everybody's there just to enjoy it. And, it, yeah. it. and that's the difference, I think, here between here and. Europe is festivals like Glastonbury and the Love Parade in Germany and things like that. 
people are just there to experience the music. Mm -hmm. They're not there to hook up. They're not there to get into a fight, which I feel like any outside concert you go to here, you get into a fight. (laughs) Um, It's just there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what that kind of music's for. So what What about, like, so my parents were always concerned about, like, the drug thing. They keep saying, oh, they're going to try to get you to do drugs. I'm like, mom, dad, I could just say, no, thank you. I mean, I don't, I'll be happy with just alcohol. I don't need to do all the other stuff. A lot of people don't necessarily. I mean, my mom was a hippie. She went to Woodstock. She always told me, if you do something, you feel weird, you feel uncomfortable, call me, I will come and get you. Mm-hmm. Um, even my father, he was in Vietnam. They're like, you're going to try stuff and we don't even know what's out there, but you can tell us cause we've done a lot. Mm-hmm. You can tell us what you've done and we'll, and I do have a story. I have a funny story that'll make you laugh, but let me, I'll finish this part. <laughs> I felt comfortable telling them. You don't necessarily need to do it. Some people like to do it. Others don't like, ecstasy or molly i did it quite a fair amount but i learned if i'm not in a good mood it will ruin everything Mm. you'll just feel so uncomfortable and just they call it a bad role but it just it just messes you up um i didn't like to drink a lot a lot of water but i also didn't like to dance when i took that stuff Mm. but there are other things that i would take like coke Meth, whatever. It was. There's a lot of stuff out there. You don't typically cross the line with things like heroin, mm. unless that's your thing. But you, some people do, some people don't. It just really depends on what your mood is. You don't need it. Mm. You do yeah. not need it, especially if you can feel the vibe of the crowd. Yeah, everybody is there, just in a wicked good mood. Right. That's and that's what I was trying to say to them. I'm like, I think I'll be good. Like, I get. I'm half a fucking life. Yeah. But you should be able, especially when it comes to taking drugs on a social level, mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Find, always find somebody to talk to about it because there's always going to be somebody that's more experienced. And if, you don't, if your parents are kind of like, it doesn't matter what you do, just don't do drugs. It puts people in a position where if they want to try something and they have nobody to talk to about it, they have no guidance. Mm-hmm. So not, I mean, parents, some parents just don't know how to deal with that. Just find somebody else to talk to. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing though. Mm-hmm. Cause you do it once, you might not like it and it might go bad for you. And it really could kind of traumatize you. You know, one thing I figured out, I feel like I would never be like, okay, I'm, do I have an addictive personality? I don't, I mean, maybe some things, I don't know, but I don't think that, the whole drug thing would be something I'd be addicted to because so I got my wisdom teeth put out a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and they gave me the opioid was it the hydrocodone Oxy or hydrocodone hydro. or something like that and I tried that thing one time I felt so fucking horrible yep. I, I'm like how do people get addicted to this so I don't so I don't feel like I have a lot of problems but I don't think being a drug addict would ever be one of them Mm. But you do, but you know, there's this one thing I do want to try at some point in my life, probably not anytime soon. Have you ever heard the ayahuasca thing? Mm-hmm. So I was watching this. Um, well, I was in this health class back in um, 
when I was back in my university days, all of two years ago. And we would talk, it was like focused on plants. So we talk about all kinds of plants, like things that you could eat, just things out in nature, different regions around the world and stuff, like spices or flowers or fucking um, poppies, teas, yeah, just all kind of stuff. So there was this one section where they were talking about the, what they, what they called, what's the cocaine plant called? The cocoa or poppies? Oh, yeah, that. So I think it was another name for it. But I think they like they like use a scientific name or something, mm. and they use a scientific name for all these other drugs and all this, um, like opium and things like that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. all kind of stuff that you all these exotic things that you find like in South America, and they mention ayahuasca, and it's like, oh, it was like it was speaking so scientifically, like saying, oh, this plant. Like we read the chapters in the book, it's like this plant gives you just a really euphoric sense of just happiness and this this i'm like okay this is making me want to do drugs <laughs> but no but we watched this documentary on the ayahuasca and apparently like it's like this like ancient like i know that um i don't know if it's the one of the um native american tribes in south america in the amazon like they believe it gives you like some kind of spiritual awakening and it's all kind of stuff like that like you get all these visions and it can like some people really find it life-changing like it's peyote like, right huh like peyote which is yeah it's more natural to North America than ayahuasca, which is more natural to South America. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I want to go through that journey one time. I mean, it was, kind of, it was kind of scary looking because people were taking it, throwing up and screaming for their fucking life and, you know, all kind of shit. But <laughs> you will throw up. Trust me when I tell you I've done both. Uh, you, you did ayahuasca? I've, uh, yeah, I've done both. Well, I mean, my family, my grandfather was um, a quarter Native American, but it was, mm. peyote was always something I always mm. wanted to do. I yeah. always wanted to try it because I've done LSD, I've done shrooms, <laughs> and it just like, eh. I was kind of like, eh. But I wanted to try peyote. I wanted to try ayahuasca. And it, they are a, a, a derivative of the same plant. Yeah. So did it make they you... make you throw up. So did it make but, you have like a different view of life? Like, do you see life differently? No. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, so I, if I were uh-huh. sitting there meditating, or if I one thing I actually liked when I was doing peyote was once all the I want to vomit everywhere and everything's changing and I have no control over it stopped. I wanted to listen. I always want to listen to certain types of music. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing, if I take Molly or Ecstasy, I always, always, always want to listen to Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. So. There, it, it, it depends, and we listen to classical music, mm-hmm. which classical music, depending on what it is, it's just, it's a sensory thing. It makes you feel a certain way, and it, it, peyote and ayahuasca both exacerbate any of those feelings. Like, mm-hmm. every single drug that you take is going to exacerbate whatever you're feeling at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it does. Unfortunately, it takes you vomiting and feeling like you're going to die for a few minutes before it actually kicks in. Um, I would say it's it wasn't life-changing. It gave me a big appreciation for people who lived way before us to try and have that spiritual connection. But did you find a spiritual connection through it? It's just like... For me, I, I've, I felt like it, it enhanced the connection to music. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Right? It's for me. Yeah. Um, well, you know, music is like food for the soul. Right. Music is, I mean, for me, music is God. Music is my church. Like, it, 
and it can make you feel certain ways, but I could see that you're living a hundred, 200, a thousand years ago out in the middle of Arizona and you eat this plant (laughs) and your whole entire culture revolves around your connection to spirits. Yeah. And if that's what you're focused on, that's what you talk about. That's what's in your face. It's going to make you feel more connected. It doesn't, it doesn't create this connection. It doesn't create something that isn't there. Yeah. Where there is a slight difference with opioids Mm -hmm. and opioids like opium because opium is a natural it's that's 100 percent natural mm-hmm. but opium and any other opioid like oxy fentanyl things like that it doesn't ex- it doesn't add to a feeling all it does is shut down those senses that's why people get addicted to it mm-hmm. because if i don't want to feel bad if i don't want to feel angry if i don't want to think about anything that sucks in my life yeah I'm going to take the thing that dulls it where I, I would recommend anybody to do it, but do it with somebody. Mm. Don't go out to like, no offense to California, but don't go out to like national parks and go to a Joshua tree national park and be like, Oh yes, I can feel everything. And <laughs> you're like, you've got send me on my way going on in the background, you know, <laughs> like don't do that. Cause it, it you're trying to, build a like an environment and a feeling that isn't natural to you go into an environment that's comfortable for you something that's normal for you something you like like you like video games Mm -hmm. play a video game on something like that and you're gonna be like oh i'm in the game this is (laughs) awesome you know do something that you already like that already makes you feel good because what it does is just makes that feeling stronger um one of my one of my friends actually um ended up committing suicide about 15 years ago um he was in i believe it was ecuador and so him and his friends went out and they took it but it was a combination it was a combination of ayahuasca and um lsd yeah he took a little too much and he had visions of these I know this sounds really supernatural but he had visions of like these monsters and he could never get rid of those visions mm. and it just ate away at him like he just couldn't deal with it anymore Aww. and he isolated himself from people and just natural depression and everything and he just kind of gave up but he could never fix it mm. and one of the treatments that they are actually implementing now for people with PTSD is MDMA which is the basic um like the the con- like the foundation of ecstasy or molly right that would have helped him mm-hmm. but the fda and thing and the government have not approved it but that would have actually helped him repair parts of his brain to where he could control his illogical images of things that just weren't there yeah but he never he could never recover from it Oh, I've seen people like Chris Tucker and Friday where they're like twitching and like looking at their shoulder. You know what I mean? I've seen it, but these are people who've done a lot of drugs or just had a really, really bad go at it, I guess for the first time. Cause you yeah. don't know. Yeah. That's 
unfortunate. That's why even when I'm out, I'm always like next to my drink because I always hear like, don't ever leave your drink by by itself. Somebody <laughs> might put something in it. You might not come back from it. From it. There are, if you've never taken a drug and you take it for the first time, yeah. you always have to be conscious. People have heart problems that take certain types of drugs and it kills them because they didn't know they had a heart problem. Mm. You know, that, I mean, but that's the risk you face. If you have an allergy to nuts and you never ate a peanut and you eat a peanut and you die, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, like drugs are, it, certain drugs are illegal because the government has decided that they're I illegal. had a problem the other day when I was, uh, so here's, when we were um, going to the bar the other night, let me just say, do not um, eat bananas and alcohol in the, within the same hour. Because I was, because <laughs> I was, um, so I so I was trying to eat something. I was drinking a lot. And I, I like, I need something in my stomach, you know. Like, I need to eat something. I'm like, let me get the bananas healthier. So I ate the banana. And I, I forgot. I don't think I forgot. I always knew that my throat swells up a little bit when I eat bananas. But it's something I always just ignored. Mm-hmm. But maybe the alcohol enhanced it. It's just like, okay, my throat's fucking swelling up. I feel like I'm about to fucking die and choke. Like, so I think I might have a You slight- drank rum, didn't you, right? I yeah, had you were rum, rum tequila. <laughs> Did I even have vodka? Vodka, probably. I had, I had a lot Are you of allergic stuff. to birch? I don't know. But that banana, I mean, I ended up feeling better later, of course. But it just felt... It was just it just hurt the swallow. Like I was able to breathe and stuff, but I can definitely felt like it was swelling. And I do have like a slight allergy to like a lot of fruit for some reason. Apples? Not apples, but like bananas. Another another thing that does gives me that feeling is like almonds. And I love almonds. I eat almonds all the time, but I do notice like I I get the same feeling in my throat when I eat it. There so I learned this from people who have an allergy to well, my ex had an allergy to birch. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd eat, eat an apple and he'd eat the apple with the skin on it, he, his, the same thing would happen. And he went to a doctor and they did a whole allergy test. And they said, you're allergic to birch. Okay. And here we have tons of birch trees. And he's like, that must be it. And he goes, do you eat apples a lot? <laughs> he said, yeah. Do you take the skins off? No. That's why your throat swells up because it's how certain fruits get pollinized. Mm-hmm. So apples are pollinized by birch trees. So when you eat it with the skin on, you're getting exposure to the thing you're allergic to because birch pollen just gets absorbed by apples. So it depends on what, how bananas grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the worst. But I yeah. honestly feel like my throat's been swelling up anyways. I just think it's a Florida thing. Or I've just consistently had COVID no matter what, even after my vaccine. Um, it, that's just what it feels like. It's like the heat comes on and don't my blame Florida. swells up and I want to die. You don't like Florida. I hate Florida. I, Sorry. Except for, honestly, except for Hollywood Studios. Hollywood, like in Orlando? Yeah. And I will say the beaches are, it's nice having the warm water. Yeah. And it's really cool if you stand in the breakway uh, in the breakwater. Mm-hmm. There's these little snail creatures that are right in the sand. And as soon as the breakwater comes in, it washes away the sand, and they're exposed. And so they dig back in. <laughs> and it's really cool to just stand there and watch it. But about that's approximately it. I'd rather have 
negative temperatures and snow. I just then Florida. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's what? Flat. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Okay. So what? Okay. So when you say Florida, you are talking about like. Are you talking about the major cities like Orlando, Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa? Have you been through Midland, Florida? I feel like I'm in wrong turn. Where? where? Anywhere in Midland, Florida. Like, not the major cities? No. Like, when you're cutting through Florida, going from, you know, the East Coast to the West Coast, like, did I? Is this deliverance? Do I hear a banjo? Like, it's really creepy. Really? Who lives there? Really? Why would you choose to live in the middle of Florida away from the ocean? I thought that was, like, on the um, panhandle part. I've actually only been to the Panhandle once. I will say I've never been to Miami. I don't feel like I'm skinny enough to go to Miami. Miami, um, Miami is very because I know you said you like liberal. But it, well, I don't. It's not that I don't like. I, I like liberal. I don't like. I hate double standards and I hate ignorance. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we're this area is especially where we are it's not florida it's southern georgia see it's really different. rural southern georgia I, feel like it's, I don't feel that i feel okay i feel like miami is definitely very different from here like it's like based on my experience being there it felt it almost feels like you're in a different country because it's so yeah really the more north you get in florida the more south you are yeah like if, if miami is like a lot of the like hispanic groups like the cubans and other mm-hmm. Um, Caribbeans, they really have a big impact on the culture, and but it, it's like it's like it's a really it's like the biggest city, of course, too. But I feel I still feel like Northern Florida. I still feel like because I'm from you know South Georgia, and I feel like it's very different. The people, like I feel, like I really do feel that way. I feel like because whenever I have to go back and back to Georgia, like first of all, I think out of Georgia and Florida, I choose Florida. The only thing that Georgia has that I really, really like is um, Atlanta. But but in Atlanta, it's even iffy for me. That's not my favorite city, but it's oh, it's decent. But I feel, like, I find in Northern Florida, I find, like, the people here a lot more friendlier. I, you don't think so? No, I'm sorry. I just made a face, too. So I know we're in a we're in a podcast, so you can't see somebody's face. But my immediately, my eyes were like, what? I find the people, I find the people here be so I cool. I think people are fake. They are. Do you get that vibe? Well, I don't get that vibe at all. She she kept talking. She's from. She lives in L.A. with a whole bunch of like fake. Yeah, I've never been to L.A., so I, I have no idea. But I have no idea. I find the people here, like in particularly like up in our city, I find the people to be very like overall. Of course, you have some assholes, but I find everybody not everybody. I must say everybody. A lot of people, more often than not, are really nice, um, very friendly, and just more open-minded than in my hometown well i think i feel like they're polite yeah cordial i guess if we use nice without having any substance behind it yeah sure some people are really friendly i mean i guess from being up north in the way north above new york like above okay yeah so you're from so i think you're probably england yeah, so you're comparing it from a different standpoint. But I've also lived in different places all over the world. I've lived <laughs> in South America. I've lived in Europe. And I'd rather oh, have yeah. somebody be faster at making me a coffee than being super duper nice. <laughs> like, you're not even being nice. You don't like, you're not my friend. I don't need you yeah. to be nice to me. But please don't take 20 minutes to make a regular iced coffee. Yeah. 
and I'm, be nice. I mean, even besides that, I just find that the over, I still find the like overall culture here. Very, and maybe it's because I maybe I haven't because you know this city is huge, so maybe I have only been like this little area mostly, like the beach area. Yeah, but which is that's like the best area to be at though. But I feel like I don't know, like my city of Savannah, it's very. I love Savannah though. Really? Well, I but I love. You haven't lived there. I, I, I no, you're right, and I know people who live there. They're like, you have no idea because there are parts of Savannah that are. But I'm, I love history and you, Savannah downtown, like especially like old Savannah. Yeah. It's just incredible to see. I mean, it's a nice place to take a day trip. Yeah, it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Same thing with South Carolina. I wouldn't want to. It's because I feel like living there. I feel. Whenever I go to Savannah, like as far as the people and the overall vibe, it's almost like it feels like I'm kind of traveling back in time in a way. See, I let, but it depends on where you are. Like if you're traveling back in time from a perspective of look at how these squares were set up. They're set up just like London kind of thing. No, that's no. a different traveling back. In no, time I mean traveling back into in- hello Jim Crow laws. Thank you very much. I mean it like it's just like it's. And it's growing, but I feel like it has, um, it's not very developed great. Well, no, it's developing, but it's still very far behind. Like, because I know this city, yeah. live in, this city is not the biggest city by any means, but it's still a lot higher than back in Savannah. Because I feel, I think, I feel like it's just the overall, like the people. Well, I mean, I like well, the vibe, I, I will give you the okay, vibe. I'll jump in. Like, it's not, like, it's very slow paced. Very yes. slow pace. In some places. Over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's like you yes. live the same day over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Nothing ever changes. Nothing yeah. ever. Exactly. And it's like you leave and then you come back to visit. It's like nothing changed. <laughs> it's still the same. Yes. And that makes sense. Yeah. In that, that little tiny pocket of Savannah, where it is per, a preservation of the old city, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, like that, yes, preserve that, make mm-hmm. that repetitive every day, like keep yeah. that preserved, but everything else kind of needs to move on. Yes. Like, don't spend all your money keeping that going, because trust me, that can maintain itself. It could be its own little city all on its own, but Mm -hmm. I know somebody whose family lives there, too, Mm -hmm. and they live on, like, I can't even remember what exit it is, but they live out, just outside of Savannah, Mm -hmm. I mean, outside of the city, but they live on on the side where there's this huge housing development. It, It takes, like, 20 minutes just entering the development to get to their house, which is all nice, new prefab houses and it's all super duper richy white you can't afford to live there and they're mm. spending all this money putting it in there but they're not putting it on the other side of savannah yeah which has clearly been brought to everybody's attention by who they voted for yeah but it doesn't it, everything else remains the same it's just cyclical jacksonville's very different Jacksonville is very different simply because it's cheap as hell to bring your business here. Mm-hmm. And because businesses are here, everybody else is coming here. This is the biggest city land-wise in the country. Mm-hmm. You could drive from one end of Jacksonville 
to the other and be like you're living in a completely different world. Yeah. It's totally different. Fourth highest crime rate in the country simply because of what's on the other side of 95. Mm. And Jacksonville doesn't stay the same. It's constantly changing, but nobody invests in let's make everything else better. It's like push everybody that we don't like to a corner. Let's build another housing development further away from all the junk. Mm. And that's one thing I can continually see ever since I've been here is where I lived originally and where I still live, it was really, really nice. And it's getting worse and worse and worse, but they're building more further Mm. out. Mm. And that's where everybody's going. That's where everybody's going with their families. That's where everybody's going who doesn't want to deal with crime. But they don't fix anything. Yeah. Would the landing have been great? Absolutely. The landing would be so awesome. But nobody wanted to put money in it. It's downtown Jacksonville. Nobody goes to downtown Jacksonville. That's what they made a change, too. I feel uh, this city is definitely not perfect. I feel there's no reason why this shouldn't be the Miami of North Florida. It's too big. It's, it's too big, but we need, like... But what's here? Like, you don't have I feel Caribbean like this seas. Is... It, gets, it does get chilly here in the winter. And mm. it rains here more than anywhere else in Florida. They get the worst afternoon rain. Here? Yes, I know. Really? It's crazy. I think it was like Orlando or something. You would think. But the torrential downpours here, because we all live in a swamp, they're insane. You can't even see. Like, there's nothing to do here. Where this, what is good about Jacksonville, and I think this is where I have a, an issue and other people <laughs> don't, is the demographic here is it's perfect for college students, people who are younger and looking to get a good job, get a start their career and get really get a good foothold on their career, meet somebody, get married, start a family, or you already have a family. See, I, I see it more as a place to like, if you already have a family, I don't see this as a place that's for starting a career. I mean, you could, I mean, it's definitely opportunities out there, but I don't think this is the ideal city for that. No, but if you're down by the beaches and that's, that's the issue you guys ran into is especially Friday night. If you go to the wrong place with the wrong DJ and the wrong music, you're going to get ugh, gross. But anyways, that's college students. Yeah. It's a college area. It's yeah. Like when, you go, when you live and party in a college area, you're dealing with college students. The people who are going to stay here, especially if they're older, they're not frequenting those places. They're looking for their girlfriend, their future wife, their future husband. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. If you don't get that here, you're gone. Or you end up in a family. Mm -hmm. And where I sit as a demographic is I'm older. I've been divorced. I don't have kids. So Jacksonville is like a nightmare for me. There's nothing to do. There's no scene. There's no new stuff. I don't want to go to a, I don't know, a local park with my children. I don't have children. (laughs) So what am I going to do? Like what? I feel like, okay, maybe how long you live here longer than me though. Yeah. So I think that because I mean I like I said I don't feel like I feel like there's things to do I feel like there's a lot more to do here than Savannah than my hometown but Ooh, I don't know that's that's, that's no tough. definitely I no. like ghost tours and you can drink on the street no it's definitely a lot more to do here than Savannah would you agree yeah it's, I couldn't afford to live in downtown Savannah though that's where I'd want to live yeah I mean like Savannah like I feel like Savannah has downtown but that's but, yeah. Yeah, I think 
it's a lot more to do. I mean, like, but compared to Atlanta, I mean, this city doesn't touch Atlanta, but. But I went when I the only, when I was in Atlanta. I mean, I was in Atlanta in ninety nine, ninety eight, and it was very different. I liked it, but I, it was like it feels like here. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, it, has, it does have a suburban. It's, it's pretty spread out. It's just out. a big, giant city that really is like, okay, it's Atlanta. I mean, from being up north, if you spend all your time in Boston, Boston's got such character. But it's so small, though, too, though. Mm, yeah. Because so, everything's, to, like, not crammed to together. Not too much away where I'm from, but small isn't... I, I grew up on a farm, so it's small land-wise, but it is... There's so much going on. There's so much to do, and there's so many different people. And you know, it's, it's just it's got a lot of character. Like people are just like in your face. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you don't feel. So I do feel like Jacksonville. I do feel like it lacks kind of character. Kind of. I feel like they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with the city. Yeah. But, everybody. I, I have kids. We go to PTA. I go to my job. But I feel like Florida as a whole. Like it definitely has. Like I feel like Florida. Like when, when you think of Florida, what do you, what do you think of? Like you think, I think of like the beaches. I think of Disney World. I think of like a lot of food. I think of like Cubans. I think of, um, you know, amusement parks. Um, what else? I don't disagree. Food is the only thing I would say that isn't isn't the, my thing because the water here is so bad, so it makes everything taste weird. Mm-hmm. But growing up up north, it, like I love Italian food, so pasta sauce always tastes weird mm-hmm. here. Um, but there's. There is there's a lot of variety. If you think about Florida from a macro level, okay, it's insane to think about the differences within this state. You, yeah, there's a town in the middle of Florida that you drive through. Every single store ha- is in Spanish because it's surrounded by orange groves. Yeah, and nobody there speaks English, um, which blows my mind. It's it, it's incredible. You go to the West Coast. Naples all the way up to Sarasota, and we call it God's waiting room because everybody there people. are retiring. <laughs> they're retirees. You've got the Everglades, which is insane. It's the scariest place I've ever driven through ever in mm-hmm. my life at night. And then you've got Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Boca. You've got the Panhandle, which has some pretty infamous things that have happened there. I like love Panama. Bundy. I love Panama City Beach, though. I love Panama and Destin. But see, that's exactly Daytona. I have to. I have to go to Daytona. Isn't isn't Daytona for the, the racing thing? The yeah, low? I need to go. I need to do that one day. But, but I do love Orlando. I can't. I cannot say that I don't love the parks. The parks and anybody who says, "Oh, I'm not going to go to that," it's so stupid. If a suspension of disbelief, enjoy yourself. Yeah. You can be a kid, yeah. especially if you like Star Wars. Are you kidding? Hollywood Studios is made for you now. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. Just enjoy yourself. Just don't go in the middle of summer, but enjoy yourself. Like one of the greatest things about this state is Universal Studios having Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, where can you go to have thirteen to fourteen <laughs> har- uh, like scary houses in one place? <laughs> it's like for me, that's amazing. But, but that's I not Orlando. Parks. Yeah, it's at Universal no, every Halloween. Univer- really? Hmm. I didn't know that. I've been every single year except the last one. Yep. Yep. Well, I need to go. I, I need to go to Orlando for Halloween. And they always do a theme. Like for the longest time, they were doing The Walking Dead, and that's all you'd hear walking through. Oh, I'm like, so excited for Halloween now. 
so awesome. I mean, I've had a drink scared out of my hand with a guy who was a zombie in a wheelchair who came around <laughs> another guy. I didn't expect it. it. I mean, they're just, and they do, they always do one really, really, really good house that's very famous. Like they've done The Shining, they've done American Werewolf in London. The last one I went to was um, Stranger Things. They just. Right? The the bath the only thing that sucks about here is the haunted mansion never does nightmare before Christmas. <sighs> Which kills me, but it, it I mean the parks are great. They're yeah. amazing. It's so much fun, except for SeaWorld. They're so much fun. I <laughs> love going to the parks. I love staying in the hotels mm-hmm. and just doing all the fun stuff. I will one day get to ride that Star Wars ride that Dang. nobody can get on. Okay, so, so you do like that about Florida. Like yes, you, that I love. So is that the only thing you like about Florida? Cause I'm thinking, cause no, cause no, cause you know, you know how we are. We always we're we're still trying to figure out where we want to stay at the call home. It and won't be here. I, I mean, I've been wanting to leave Florida every single day since I got here. No, I don't know. I'm no sure. word of a lie. I'm trying, I'm, trying to, pop, I'm trying to figure packs. that out. I'm trying to figure out why. Okay, so I get so for Jacksonville, I can see. Okay, I can see why this city may not be for everybody. Like I, I don't, I don't even want to be here long term. Like I do want to eventually move out. But as far as places I want to move to, I was like the top. So I want to like I don't have like a specific city, but I know the states. I want to go to a state. But yeah, so I want to go to a state where the whole state is known for something to have, like, some kind of a vibe. So, for instance, I feel like when you think of Florida, for example, you have Jacksonville. You have, well, nobody really thinks about Jacksonville like that. But you have Miami. You have Tampa. You have, um, what's the other one, Orlando. Like, it has a lot of character throughout the state versus Georgia, where you have Atlanta. But that's, like... Over half the population of Georgia live in Atlanta, and all the other states are like nobody really cares about. Mm. Or like the other state I was thinking about that I was really strongly considering is Texas. Like you have Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, the Alamo, and it has like a lot of culture. Scorpions. And yeah, that too. But and also about the thing about Texas is also really interesting with the little geography, like mountains, deserts, humidity, all in one state. And like California, think of the Bay, think of San Diego, L.A., Sacramento, you know. So that's something. So Yeah, but California is expensive. So I'm thinking, I really am contemplating like anywhere between Texas or um, Florida. Mm. So you want to stay in the South? No, just the affordable. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean, affordable. I would say the one thing that's an exception, though. As far as New York, I know New York is only New York City, but it's such a special place to where that's New York. Um, about two years ago, I considered going to New York. I never really considered going to New York City, but okay. So I, I, as you were telling me this, I was thinking we should try something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, word association, right? If I say a word, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah. All right. So let's try that with states. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll give you five states. You give. I, I mean, the first word that comes to mind, because if I think Florida, right? I think the it's first a little... word that comes to mind is hot. Okay. Too hot. Mm-hmm. That is number one reason why I hate it here. It's too hot. That's I number one reason. Heat. I hate it. And you don't. And you don't like the vibe of the people either. Everything else just makes it worse. Yeah. But I hate the heat. Oh. It kills me. <laughs> it's not as much the heat as the humidity. Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't like it. Yeah, I I've never liked it. There's 
maybe three weeks in a year. Yeah. That is just perfection. It's, I mean, it's amazing, but I hate the heat. So that would be, heat would be the first thing I would say with Florida. So let's, okay. let's try this. Okay. All right. I'm going to go different states in our, what you already mentioned. Okay. Washington state. I think of like greenery, like a lot of mountains and like scenery. Okay. Um, Maryland. Crime. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that's, um, Iowa. Cornfields. Interesting. Okay. I'm on three. So we did. Okay. Colorado. Skiing. Mm. Michigan. Water. Rather, it's the water surrounding the state, or either water and Flint. That, just that's interesting. I, like, when I think Michigan, I I think Great Lakes too. <laughs> think so that's water. that actually. So, not water that you survive off of, though. But the vibe off of water. Yeah, not, not like not like like beach water, just like water as in like, please fix this crisis. There's water everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right? just too much. Yeah. So okay, so go back to Washington. You said greenery and mountains and everything like that. In a bad way or a good way? In a good way. I, I think of like beautiful scenery. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest is just absolutely breathtaking. Um, why wouldn't you want to live there? Um, well, like I said, with that, it's just the cost of living, really. And it's also, like, it's just very far. From here? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind traveling far, but it's like I don't know anybody. It's just... Like the one thing, like I'm not opposed to moving the West Coast at all, mm-hmm. but it's just I do have to kind of take in considerations the convenience of, you know, having my family kind of within driving distance away, very, which is it's not mandatory. Yeah. Not because Texas is very far too from my from my family, so I don't. So it's not mandatory, but that is something I do think about. Washington State is a hike from here. Where Texas, I feel like there's a lot of movement back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan's not so far, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan is in an area where there's some of the biggest airports in the in the world, actually. Mm-hmm. It's right on the border of Canada. Mm-hmm. Not far drive. So, why not Michigan? Just because of the water? Nothing about the state really appeals to me. <laughs> I like the, a lot of snow. <laughs> I like, I mean, other states that made, I guess I could say on my honorable mention list was um, New York, of course, mm-hmm. California. Um, Where was, in California, though? Northern or Southern? SoCal. SoCal. Okay. SoCal. Okay. Um, what was the other one? Boston. Not Boston. Massachusetts, I mean. Massachusetts and... Yeah, those were like my big, like the ones I was really. Oh, Arizona too. I could never do Arizona. It's too hot. Anywhere that's hot, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. I, and, but Michigan, I totally get with the water, and it's cold there, and there's really nothing there. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I couldn't do Atlanta, or even a lot of Texas, is I can't be too far away from the ocean. I lived yeah. in Columbia, South Carolina for a while, mm-hmm. and it was a three-hour drive to the ocean, and it killed mm-hmm. me. I grew up so close to the ocean, and it just it's a part of my life. I can't be that far away from it. 
Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I... All right. Try it with me. You throw five states and not Texas or California. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Go okay. ahead. Nevada. Mm, no. No. Broke. Dead ass broke. <laughs> There's nothing to do but gamble. Okay. Um, hmm. Nebraska. Farming. Mississippi. Hot. Too hot. That's all you think about? That's all? Mississippi? Okay. Too, yep. Too hot and bugs. Okay. Um, New Jersey. Snooky. Jersey Shore. <laughs> Trash. Even though there's a lot of parts of Jersey that are just incredibly beautiful. It's such a big state. That's uh, all I can think of. Because it's where I grew up. Like It's in an area where I grew up. And when you think of New Jersey, you think of Newark. Mm-hmm. You think of the Jersey Turnpike. You think of... <sighs> okay. Buff Cabbage. Sorry. And the other state... I should give you a hard one. North Dakota. Ooh. Snow. <laughs> That's an exotic Snow. state, right? So I could do North Dakota if I had a decent job. Mm-hmm. I could deal with the snow. I don't mind the snow. I don't even mind being snowed in. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that there's nothing in North Dakota. Yeah. That. See, I want to. I want also want to ask you actually, like, as far as like the places you've been to, like whether it's the states or even different countries you've been to, like, how would you compare? the overall vibe of the people or like the just the or just the culture in general like like what do you where you feel like you're at home with socially so if i say where i feel like i'm most at home outside of home would give me away in a heartbeat anybody who know who knows me but it's not here Mm -hmm. and they just did terribly in the euro and they get a big blue fly with a big white cross in the middle and they are the most amazing people ever um being in central america and south america i've never seen people who are so appreciative Mm. of just little things everyday things that we take for granted like a floor in their house that hasn't dirt Mm -hmm. um getting to spend time with each other or social security for people who are disabled so they don't have to perform aerobatics in the middle of a intersection in a really busy city just so they can eat. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I, I probably dislike the most about where I live now, the South, and why I probably don't like it outside of the heat part and it's flat, and there are gigantic palmetto bugs, is I feel like people aren't genuine. I'd rather have mm. somebody come to me and be in my face and say, you're an asshole, or say whatever they feel. Say, be honest. Don't give me a hard time because I didn't refer to you as sir or ma'am, because mm-hmm. that's happened. Mm. Um, don't make an assumption about who I am or where I'm from based off of 
the color of my skin or <laughs> what kind of clothes I have or the car that I drive or my accent. What are some of the things that you've been told, like, in the South, like, where people, you felt like people judge you based on your accent or color of your skin or whatever? Um, I'm immediately labeled as racist. I give off a judgy... Really? Hot, hot, like, holier-than-thou, sanctimonious, racist tone. Mm-hmm. Only to certain groups. Certain groups of people. Um, but... When... The election happened in um, 2016. I've never witnessed some of the most horrible, degradating, racist things ever in my life that I witnessed here. Like standing in a gas station with my boyfriend who was Colombian, having complete strangers walk up to him and tell him to go back to his own country, even though he was born here. Mm-hmm. A little girl, six years old, go, couldn't go to school anymore because she was being told to go back to her country because she was from Mexico. And she wasn't even Mexican. Um, just the out-and-out accepted tone of racism. Like There are a lot of people from India and Pakistan here, a lot of tech companies. So that's it's just a thing. They group themselves into these silos and and it divides people they don't live across the ditch they don't live in Ponte Vedra they don't live in Nocatee they live in different areas and they separate themselves and it's obvious like the the lines are very very obvious here I've never been told not to go to a certain part of a city in the United States until I lived here in the south yeah until I lived in Florida in mm. Jacksonville. I lived in Columbia, South Carolina. I've lived in so many I lived in Guatemala City. Mm. And I had to be warned by the police to get out of a certain area because cops would get killed there. Mm. Here, there are streets on the west and north side of Jacksonville that I've been told, don't even think about going there on your own because something will happen to you. And not by white people. They're just like, it's dangerous because they don't want to see you there. That's not where you should be, which is insane. Mm. And it's okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. I, 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 I understand like I'm not, it's not my choice or my right to force people to, you have to accept me. You have to be comfortable. You have to let me do whatever I want. I'm not going to go to that side of town. If people are saying it's probably not a good idea, then I'm not going to go to that side of town for whatever reason. I think here in Jacksonville, this is the worst I've ever seen in the U.S. Ever. Wow. Yeah. And what? It's just this is eye opening to me because I yeah. did not. But if this vibe from the city at all, but you know, but I like I said, I hang like I'm usually in the nicest parts of the city, like whether it's here on the town center area or the beach area. Like I'm always, you know. So like I, 
So it's like been so many parts I haven't like the rougher areas I haven't been to. So I don't I wasn't really able to get the vibe because I because I would always hear that like this city has a lot of crime, and I'm mm-hmm. like, really, I, I feel pretty safe, but I'm like because it doesn't happen here. So I'd be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so it's the north and it's the north and west side, and you know. I think it would be a different perspective for me than it would be for you, than it would be for some of our friends, people that we're associated with. It's all different. I think um, the lack of communication, the lack of, I guess, what's being brought up now, the lack of understanding or the 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 want to be able to talk about it is what causes an issue here. It's easier for there to be a divide. I mean, 95 runs right up through the middle of this, of this city. Mm -hmm. It's easier for them not to talk about it. It's easier for people to go over to one side and work in one area. In your opinion, based on what you said which two cities in the U.S., and I say two because I think I have a feeling what you're going to say one of them is. But which two cities do you think are ideal, or like I guess the opposite of Jacksonville in that way as far as um, the whole like different factions and ethnic groups? Like which, like which city do you think is the opposite? Like has, it, has that issue like down-packed and great or, or at least a lot better than here? That's actually a hard question. Um, no. Are we talking? I think it'll be easy. Are we talking just when it comes to a racial divide? Or well, are we no, talking? I just say just the culture in general, like with people. Yeah, I mean that's part of it. Where people are more. But people are just because I, yeah, when people are just nice. Because I have a, I have a place I think that I, I mean a lot of people might agree with me. I was only there for a few days, but I felt like San Francisco, like everybody there was super fucking friendly and like very nice, and I felt. Everybody was so welcoming, but at the same time, I know there's like a huge wealth gap. So maybe I wasn't yeah. exposed. Maybe it's some. It's probably a lot of things I didn't see. And like I said, I was I was like in the nicer parts too. So it wasn't like. If I take the politics out, if you take politics out of it, yeah, because politics is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. I would say like Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, Not Boston. <laughs> I'm going to come back to Boston. <laughs> um, I would say maybe Charlotte. Like, North Carolina seems to be pretty even keeled on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have a big population of immigrants, very diverse population. Mm. Um where there is not too much of an imbalance, where something like Spokane, that like only a one, well, four percent of the population isn't white, so you assimilate to the culture that you're in. But Spokane's probably one of the nicer cities in the entire country. But if you look at Washington State, Portland, whatever, they're all so far left. You it, like it's hard to say something because like that because. San Francisco, San Diego, they're all very liberal. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not liberal, if you're if you lean more right, very different 
situation. Mm. California is a microcosm, though. I feel like California is just so weird. But like down here, the majority of the people in the South are right-leaning. Yeah, but I would say in Florida, it's pretty even. Depends on what part. I mean, like the state as a whole, like it's like a swing state. And I feel, yeah. And I feel, and I, like I know that Jacksonville, like most, like the counties, like during elections and stuff, it was like mainly blue. Mm. Well, I know it, but you said there's a on one side of the on one side of ninety five was blue and one ninety uh, one yeah, side so like, it was it's red kinda, yeah kind of split yeah and because those because those political affiliations have become so diverse from each other mm-hmm. you can't even have a conversation about things mm. because Republican like a lot of Republicans look at the left and look at everybody that leans towards the left as one way and the left looks at the right is leaning all towards the other way. Mm-hmm. And for me, and I know people will say they're a moderate, but not necessarily a moderate, but I don't align to one or the other. So it's easy for me to see the benefit of one side and the benefit of the other. And that's where the divide really comes in. I don't see anywhere really in this country, unless it's predominantly a left or right area that is more progressive and i honestly think north carolina those more populated cities in north carolina are probably the best um because they're pretty even when it comes to their politics and they have a very different set of races that live there it's not just black it's not just white it's from all over the world Mm -hmm. you know um I can definitely tell you Boston, Rhode Island, nope. And then New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont, it's all like we're all white and we all, <laughs> you know, we all wear mittens knitted by a random teacher like Bernie Sanders. Like, it, what, about, what about New York? Because I'm going, I'm going well, to New York. it depends. York. It I'm depends really, on well, New York City is like. The city, yeah. It, it, it's where think, do you go in the city? I think like, like, don't 70, like over 70% of people in New York live in the city. Yeah, but what part? Like what part do you go to? Oh, like, I don't even know. The Bronx, the Bronx is mainly Hispanic. Manhattan mm-hmm. is predominantly white and Jewish. I mean, it just depends on where you are. Uh huh. Well, my friend live in Newark, so I guess I can go anywhere I want. Well, Newark well, is Newark is snooky. Uh, Newark is Jersey Shore <laughs> people. Well, it? I think. Well, I, I, mean, I think when we go to the city, I'm probably most likely going to lean to Manhattan, of course. Yeah, I wish I could lean to Manhattan. I mean, it depends. Like Newark's not too bad. It just depends. Brooklyn used to be very crappy and poor, and now it's very it's gentrified, and mm-hmm. it just it really does depend. Watch what is it, the Eddie Murphy movie, Coming to America? Yeah. Watch the old one, and watch the new one, and see how different it is. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Everything. I mean, it all changes, and I think in the South, people hold on to old feelings and beliefs. Because mm-hmm. they don't want change. Yeah. People don't like change. And I think in the South, the people who don't want change are the people who sit in a position of benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I change if I lose? Right. So you draw a line. There's this huge line. I, I would have never thought in a million years that what happened to George Floyd, I would actually listen to somebody or hear multiple people defend Derek Chauvin. Mm. 
it blew my mind. So many things have blown my mind here, and I just, I don't, I guess I don't have the patience for or the time for people's ignorance and cognitive dissidence just, they just will never change. They, they, they will never change. And that's mm-hmm. the hard thing here. I don't, I don't like the anger, the frustration, the fighting. Yeah. Uh, we'll end up in a war. <laughs> I really honestly think the next war in this country will start here. <laughs> Whether it be basalts and people eating each other's faces or some Florida man does something stupid or we end up in like a civil war kind of thing where we're going to cut Florida <laughs> in half. The South is like all Hispanic and then the North is all white people. Like it just, it, it's just such a weird place to live. It really is. Mm. And it just, I don't know. I just, it, this has never felt like home. It's always felt like a really long term, uncomfortable summer camp. <laughs> how, how do people, how would you compare like social, like life here in the States versus Europe? Like, which do you prefer? Ooh. I miss living where I used to live in Europe every single day. Just I, I I'm, I'm trying not to say what it is, but anybody anybody who knows me would know exactly what I'm talking about. Like people are genuine and real. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Like people care. I was watching an interview with somebody, but they said that, like specifically in Britain, like people care more about you as a person than your career. Unless you live in Southern England, yes. Like Pink Floyd had it. 100% spot on hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way that is everybody who lives south of Manchester and Liverpool all the people who live in London and south because those are the people who, for the most part have money mm. but northern England Manchester Liverpool Newcastle except for the Lake Districts a lot of York and then once you get into Scotland especially Scotland and Wales forget it because I mean they've been fighting with English forever and a day mm-hmm. it is it's just it's just, it's just a different environment. There is an element that requires you to be polite. Mm-hmm. Not it's similar to the south, but not as much. It's not as fake. It's just this is the way you are. Mm-hmm. You are respectful and not obnoxious and there's a time and place for everything. They go out to lunch during a work day and they go to pub lunches and have beers. They can go out and ha- drink with their bosses and get drunk. And their boss will go, I don't care how drunk you get as long as you show up to work tomorrow and you do your job. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less judgment outside of your work environment. Um, people leave work at home. And there is a... It, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but basically you live in a village... And that village has a doctor and a shop and restaurants and a place to go socialize. And everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. And then it grows out bigger and you go to a much bigger town that's next. And it's kind of the same thing, but that's where you would go if you wanted to go to like a city to go shopping or whatever. And then it gets to the bigger cities. And your community is your community. Everybody knows each other. You walk around the corner and go to a shop and you can get bread and 
your paper in the morning and every you talk to the person that's there and you have a conversation and they're very protective of each other unless it's soccer but it's just it's just different and where i lived people didn't take themselves as seriously it seemed like they enjoyed life way more there wasn't you didn't keep up with the joneses yeah that's one thing i don't yeah that's one thing i don't like about and I, I don't I noticed this in America in general because I went because my university was um, like it was very international like it was a lot of international students and I would notice that I was thinking like just like as far as like the relationships and friendships people formed like I felt like Americans in general see relationships with relationships with people or friends or just whatever is very expendable. Is that the right word? Yeah, with an ulterior motive. There's a reason to have that friendship, that relationship. Yeah, that, but also very disposable. To yes. Where, that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they don't, it's, like, it's not like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where I find, like, the people, it was mostly Asian people, like, whether it's from South Asia, um, East Asia, it's like they, 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 they almost like a really tribal type of connection totally tribal yeah and I, I i guess i'm just saying i just kind of wish that we kind of like in america america's in general regardless of your ethnicity if they value their friends a little bit more because i feel like people like when you talk to people like people are just especially in college or like young adults they're just talking about their careers they make their whole life of their career their job and what they do it's like okay i don't give a shit about that you you know like what they're very vapid like what do you like to do as a person like what makes you happy what are your hobbies what are, mm-hmm. what are some of your you know side things that you do or you know mm-hmm. like i don't want to just yeah i don't want to just hear about how much money you have because to me if you're not sharing it i don't give a shit <laughs> so <laughs> don't tell me that you have a lot of money i mean yeah i don't I, care I, about your fucking car i don't right it doesn't make you better than me. Right. right. It, like, I feel like Americans, one, Americans are extremely fickle. It's what's good at the time. What's the cool thing at the time. Mm-hmm. And two, it's always about a label that makes them better than other people but do you think do you think that might have to do with because we always like say america's a great country because everybody from different countries everybody's like a different race or ethnicity like it's like the melting pot but do you think that works to our detriment because of that i think people who say that have no idea what the hell they're talking about (laughs) i don't think that that anybody who says that they they're literally just repeating something out of a book or something that somebody said America, I mean, living in other countries, the United States is literally one of the best countries in the world simply Mm -hmm. because of how privileged we are. Yeah. We have no idea what it's like to live in a country where we can't afford to eat, Mm -hmm. where if I don't have a job, I have nobody to help me, where you're lucky if your children actually make it to the age of five. Mm. You know, there's no social, uh, like people talk about socialized healthcare. I lived in a country where there was socialized healthcare. It's great. It's got its downfalls, but we live in a country where even if you don't, we don't have socialized healthcare, you will never get turned away when you walk into a hospital. 
$50,000 to have a child is insane, but you won't get turned away and you'll get some of the best medical, uh, medical care. Mm-hmm. We, when they talk about first world problems, that is us. Quintessentially, that is the United States, even more than any other place in the world. And living in Britain, that is the most comparable country. And the United States is even better than that. We are so lucky. We are spoiled, but we do live in a country that has more opportunity. It's the safest country, the most beautiful country. It's clean, and we get to do whatever we want, and we bitch about it. Mm. I I don't think it's because – I wish it was because it was a melting pot. I wish people would look at that and go, wow. We've got so many people from so many places that just make it this different. Right now, it's like a war against anybody who's coming in from another country that's different. People don't even want to say what ethnicity they are. They don't want to say, well, my great-grandfather... My great-grandfather came from Armenia. Some people don't even want to say, I'm American. Okay, well, great. Nobody uses the, the melting pot piece to make this a great country. It's, we have the best army. We live in a great country. And I would say getting the opportunity to live elsewhere, we live in the best country in the world because of our opportunities, because of what we get to do, because of what we get to have for nothing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people who live in countries that don't get to do that appreciate their life more. Mm. I think that's what makes the difference like in Europe and Britain. Yeah, it's not the same. It's almost the same. But for some reason, and I don't know what it is, I mean, I could say it's because they spent 54 days in a row getting bombed during World War II, or, you know, they've had recent terrorist bombings from Ireland to get their independence. Like, they've gone through so much stuff, and they have a lot of refugees. So they have different people from all over the world, but I think they just appreciate their downtime, their, their culture, their friendship, their things that aren't work. Mm-hmm. You know, they just appreciate it more. And in a third world country like Guatemala or Colombia, when you sit there and watch 20 women and their kids stand around a giant pila, which is like a, it's like a central like stone-based area that has water in it where they wash their clothes because they don't have washing machines and things and they're washing their clothes on stone Mm. and you when you go by there and all you hear is this chatter and laughing and enjoyment and they're just happy they're just doing their thing it's an appreciation for life that i don't think we have anymore it's like in the united states people look for things to bitch about yeah, I can agree with that. You know, it's like with politics. Donald Trump was president. Everybody who hated Donald Trump, well, it's all his fault. This is his fault. That's his fault. So on and so forth. Now Biden's president and everybody who was on the other side is like communists, socialism. Everything's going to get ruined. There's going to be 20,000 people on the Supreme Court. Like, really? <laughs> Really, why don't we worry about the fact that there are about 
half the you know young population who are so far in debt because of student loans and they can't even get a job. Yeah. Why don't we worry about sorting that out? Or why don't we figure out how we can incentivize people to actually go back to work instead of staying on unemployment because unemployment is cheaper or pays them more money than going back to work and making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You know, like we complain about everything. You complain about Dr. Seuss and eliminate the book. You don't want to hear this song. You should, <laughs> this shouldn't be out there. I'm offended by this. I'm offended by that. It's just insane. It's just crazy. We, we really are a, a group of crybabies about everything. And it, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm older and my grandparents were trying to create a family during the great depression and they had their own business, but it just seems like, it seems like we're that random person or those, those random girls in school when you were in high school that just created drama out of nothing, just so they looked <laughs> like they had something to do. You know, that's just what it feels like people who, and regardless of whether this offends people or not, there are a lot of people who go to church I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Really? But you walk by the homeless person who has no money because they've basically destroyed their brain with PTSD. They ha- don't have the money to seek treatment. They try to treat it with drugs and now they're addicted to opioids and they'd rather spend their one single social security paycheck of $800 a month on getting drugs. And you walk out of a church with all this money, this mega church, and you can't give them something. You know what? If you don't want to give them money, give them food. Do something. But you mm-hmm. walk right by them, and you talk nonsense about the person in the car next to you because you're mad because they have a nicer car than you. The, the, I mean, that's just, I think that's the epitome of American society. And just because <laughs> you going to church doesn't make you any more of a Christian than you sitting in a garage makes you a car. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this perception. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it really is. It's a person. I don't have that car. I don't have those clothes. It's just crazy. I don't buy Doc Martens because they're $150 because they're $150 and they're Doc Martens. I buy them because I will wear them for about five to seven years. I don't buy coach purses because they're coach. They just last forever. People buy stuff and do things just to look good. Mm -hmm. And once we can get over that and actually learn how to appreciate things, I think this country will be a lot better, but I only think that's going to come out of war, unfortunately. I don't know. I I don't think we're ever going to get past that. I think we're always going to continue to have this superficial society. Nobody, especially white male Americans who are loaded are going to jump on a bandwagon that isn't going to benefit them in one way, shape, or form. And that's just how the world works. That's how capitalism works. That's how America works. We are a capitalist society. Money drives everything. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to make you money or stop you from losing money, they're not going to do it. Mm. So, unfortunately, I guess, but I always say to people, I'm like, if you don't like it, and I'm not being like one of those, oh, wow, America. If you don't like it, <laughs> there's plenty of places you can go to. Or do something about it. Mm-hmm. Start a movement, a genuine movement. 
Make sure there's solidarity. Make sure everybody's on the same page. And you'll get change. Last point. <laughs> Nothing will change unless there's solidarity. 100%. You can't, get every, uh, you can't get anything to change if people are all fighting for something different. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, true. Like, the BLM movement, it, the tenets of the BLM movement are the right way to go. They're foundationally great. But you don't have solidarity. You have people, some people are like, we're going to destroy capitalism and start from scratch. Really? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Thank you for ruining the entire movement because you just <laughs> alienated a whole population. But it's just, you have to have solidarity. And when you want something to change, it will change. Mm-hmm. You know, and here... The people who run the show, the ones with the most money, if they don't want it to change, unless you have everybody else who wants it to change, it's not going to. It's going to stay this way. But still, we could be living in a flavella in the middle of Brazil where half your family's dying of COVID because you have no health oh, no. infrastructure. So, very preachy. I get it very preachy. I like that. But on that note, I think... That'll conclude this episode. Thanks again, Jen, for coming. Great time talking to you. My first podcast. (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, download it, whatever you have to do. And I will see you guys next time.